On today's episode of Out of Play Podcast, we are talking Last Dance, episodes three and four. We've got Sports Story of the Week segment, NFL Draft Days two and three. We're going to talk about that, and we've also got some hot take segments and some really funny stuff we're talking about in those segments. So you guys stay tuned, keep listening, let's get it. What is up, everybody? It is the Out of Play Podcast. We are back for another edition. What is up, boys? What is up? What's going on? How's it going? Let's get this thing rolling. Let's do it. For all those viewing visually here, everybody can see me and Jake got the cool background. Ryan has no idea how to do technology, so he will not have a background. Dude, it's just not even optional on, on my screen, <laughs> dude. I, I, I tried to do it, and honestly, like, the people, I think you'd rather just see, like, my background. My background's sick, dude. It's a little dark right now, I'm not going to lie. But you got you the red six shades. Yeah, dude, like, it's pretty yeah. sick, not going to lie. Yep. Here you go. Oh, there you go. All right, we've got a I big see, show. I see Garrison has a goat in his background. Oh, all right that's love that start off the show but we've got a big one we're going to talk that bulls documentary we're going to talk uh sports story of the week we've got some nfl draft talk and hot takes uh next next show we're going to have a uh guest uh braze bat boy kendall matoyer we're trying we're still working on some I just saw what Ryan was doing on the screen. That's but. Jake when he sees LeBron. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, man. We're working on some other interviews. Big things coming here out of play. Um, but let's get right into it, as you guys can see on my background, because I know how to get one. Uh, MJ and Rodman last night, uh, that was basically what it, the episodes were about, three and four. Ryan somehow missed it. Uh, but I somehow, I had a test, dude. Like I was taking the test. I like, I hate that mess. I'll catch back up. I'll figure out how to watch it. I'll catch back up. But like, see, you're just not a true MJ fan. And I mean, here we go. I dude, dude I had like a fast. test, a couple homework done. I played golf all day. What else was I going to do? Mm-hmm. Oh man. It just fell got, through that, the through that done documentary. You know, you could have cut something out to watch this documentary. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I should take the zero in the class and just. Or you should have done it beforehand, Ryan. Come on, man. Dude, don't, but don't I know. I I wanted to play golf. It was my friend's birthday, so we played played a couple holes. You know. I bet your friend watched documentary. Yeah, and like I know y'all took the over on my over under fifty two and a half. I didn't you lost. Uh, you lost, dude. Under hit. I I, I, didn't even, I stayed away from that one. See, I've got to see it to believe it. So yeah, yeah, I'm sure but, you do. But if you get no. it to pop up on my ESPN notifications, <laughs> then I got you. Brian Steed just shoots forty nine. <laughs> oh, kills country club. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk – me and Jake are going to talk this. Ryan's going to chime in from what he hears and what, he's, what he likes. But last night, I mean, the episodes, episode three, basically all about Dennis Rodman. Uh, this dude, I mean, everybody kind of knew he was already pretty crazy. But, I mean, the stories about him literally taking 
a quote unquote asking for a vacation in the middle of the season, like right when Scottie Pippen gets back. Yeah, just taking and, off. And then he's like, and then Phil, but like the funny thing is Phil Jackson was just like, yeah, I mean, uh, and he calls in MJ and he's like, hey, Dennis wants to take a vacation. And MJ's all pissed. And like, you know what I thought about that was I was watching uh, Scott Van Pelt after the documentary and um, he was talking to uh, Wilborn or Wilbon, however you say it, Michael Wilbon. And he was saying how, isn't it funny how like, that's how the team worked like back like he like Dennis Rodman wanted to go on a vacation and instead of asking like the GM or the owner Phil he Jackson asked MJ no Phil Jackson asked oh, him yeah 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 so yeah. so Dennis Rodman goes to Vegas for way longer than he's supposed to um parties it up probably fucks I mean he had a girlfriend but he was definitely fucking other people probably Dude, have, he was uh, he dated yeah, madonna and also dated carmen electra like yeah. i don't i don't know how i just went my entire life without knowing that dennis Rodman just absolutely pulled ass like that's just crazy like he had spray painted hair and was just pulling madonna just banging yeah. madonna just on the side yeah, he's just so out of box that like girls like that shit, dude. Like, just it was a clout chase. Be like, yeah, dude, I dated Dennis Rodman. You remember the guy like that used to spray paint his hair and like wear like yeah girls dresses? Like, yeah, I dated that guy. Like, friends with Kim Jong Un. Oh, dude, I wonder how he's taking the news. Speaking of Robin, speaking of Kim Jong Un, like, I mean, that was a friendship. I don't know how he's taking that news. I mean, he's in a vegetated yeah, he's in a vegetated state right now. I mean, yeah. dude. Who knows? I'm sure he's calling up. I'm sure Robin's calling up Trump. They're talking about it. Oh yeah, he's definitely sure. dead. He's dead. They're, they're grieving together. But anyway, so Robin does all that, comes back. Um, the Bulls get rolling. They talk about the Bad Boy Pistons. Um, Jake, what what did you think about? I guess that whole scenario about them walking out, not shaking the hands. Like, what's your what's your thought on that? Well, before we get into all that, we need to talk about the two years prior of yeah. the Pistons kicking the Bulls' ass and just dominating them. MJ couldn't do anything. Uh, what was game? Well, what yeah, game? I mean, it was. It was a completely seven. different era of basketball. I mean, the the whole – they went over the Jordan rules last night. Like, if he's on the wing, force him outside. Don't give him the – don't give him the baseline, like, things like that. And if Jordan goes in there, knock him down. Like, shit like that's just crazy to think about. Like, it just – would not fly in the NBA today, like, if that came out. I mean, that would be, like, the Saints and the Bounty Gate and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, they, well, but once they – like, Bill uh, Bill Beer was talking about it today on ESPN. Yeah, he said – Shaking their hand. Didn't give and a he, he said they were – he said they were being a bunch of whiners. Like, they mm-hmm. cried in between the, t- the two years that they got beat in between that third. They cried, got all the rules changed and everything. Which is kind of true, but it's not wrong. Well, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I don't know if they were, I don't know. I mean, the documentary is not going to like portray it out to, you know, the, the Bulls were whining about it. But I mean, yeah, that was exactly. when the Pistons had, I mean, but that was when the Pistons had Rodman too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, he, he was really good. Man, he was awesome with the Pistons. You know he no. led. The, you know he led the NBA in rebounds for like, like six straight years. Really? Yeah, I saw some today that somehow he never won a Defensive Player of the Year. 
I saw stat lines today to Dennis Rodman. Like, there were stat lines of, like, zero points, 25 rebounds, zero points, like, 26 rebounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, some crazy shit. Yeah, I saw they, – they put that on last night during the during the show. I'm pretty sure. It may have been. But, I mean, all in all, I mean, I guess that's the two big things. is Dennis Rodman taking the vacation and the Bad Boy Pistons – and MJ and them finally getting that first championship, which I mean, like, like we were talking about it before this whole documentary started, how I was like, man, 10 episodes for that one season, but it's obviously not that one season. Oh like, yeah. It's, it's covering it's, everything. It's pretty obvious that they're covering like the whole career of like MJ and like everyone on this Bulls team and like mm-hmm. what all they did. Yeah. We got to see uh AIDS magic Johnson play last night. If y'all didn't know that was his last game before he sat out for four years. Cause he had HIV. <laughs> Just a little yeah. thought for knowledge right there. Oh man. But so I guess that'll wrap up the uh, Bulls documentary talk. We'll get Ryan back into the mix here. We're going to move on to our uh, sports story of the week. Uh, before we hit the NFL draft. So, Brian, you haven't talked in a while. What is your sports story of the week? Uh, mine is, I, I, I don't know if you see where the Jags selected that player. They call him the Smoothie King, Ben uh, Barch. And he gained 60 uh, pounds through drinking this one smoothie. Uh, the Gatorade and everything? Yeah, with like the, uh, it was like seven eggs, like, a couple bananas. He threw Gatorade in there and like a couple other like different ingredients. Yeah. And like, okay. what was it that he had? To, like, he's an offensive lineman, right? Yeah. And he had to gain like so much weight, so he was just drinking that shit. Like, he just kept making that shit every day. Yeah, I kind of like because the ingredients are simple. I kind of just want to make it and just see what it tastes like, <laughs> just for, just for shits and gigs. Yeah, dude, like, I drink one cup and I gain 30 pounds. Like, what did that happen, you know? Like, yeah. Just I was just, like, swole. I was just watching a, like, because, like, they did, like, a before and after picture of, like, when he was drinking it every day. Like, the dude looked, like, like, it was just, like, some random kid, like, in sophomore high school. Like, just not that big, like, tall, but, like, just kind of skinny. And then, like... After a couple months of drinking that, he just got huge. Like, on top of that, he's probably definitely working out and shit. But, like, it's just crazy to think. Like, he just came up with that own concoction, and it just kind of, like, just made him to get big, you know? Mm-hmm. We do all, we all need to try that to do, like, two weeks. Yeah, we should definitely all make that. A two yeah, weeks we, we should so do we it. We that. should do it. We gotta. We do it in the morning. We all drink it. We Skype it. We do a live feed on it. We post oh, it on our down. YouTube channel, and we just we have to down it. No, like just hold oh, yeah, your chug, nose chug. and then just chug that shit. <laughs> Losers, lo- like last place has to like make another one. Uh, yeah, double the game. Double up. Last one has to double up. Damn, dude, so Jake's going to be doubling up a lot, ain't he? I'm going to do it on purpose so I can just gain a max gain. <laughs> max gain. You're going to be like, damn, Jake went from being like 190 to 280 in like a week. Just, <laughs> just freaking ripped. All dude, right. what if that like is the secret, though? Like you get you uh, drink a smoothie and you don't like you don't have to work out or anything. You just have to drink this this weird ass smoothie that he came up with, and you just 
gained so much weight, you're ripped as fuck. Like without you doing anything. NFL. Yeah, you so lead into dude, the NFL. You if we all do it for two weeks, we should get a pro day because we might as well just be going for the NFL next year. We could do uh, it. I mean, yeah, I agree. I think, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm. Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with what you're saying. I'm totally down for this. I think we just start the grind. I think tomorrow morning six. I'll be. I'm gonna get up six thirty in the morning. Start grinding it out. Hammer yeah, we're gonna go through. Yeah, we're gonna go through some eggs. So that's the thing. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. But do anything uh, for clout. But I'll move on to my sports story of the week. I've got a two for four, you guys. Uh, one is Tom Brady working out in the park and getting told to leave, which is hilarious. And then two was the one when he walked into the wrong house. Yeah. I'm sure everybody knows about. But, I mean, just, like, let's think about, like, that week, this week for Tom Brady, right? Like, Tampa Bay, a little rough start on the uh, on the Tampa Bay life. I mean, imagine, imagine being the Tampa Bay cop. You get in, like, you're walking around. You see Tom Brady. You definitely know who it is. You're, like, looking at him. You know he just came to Tampa. He's probably going to take your bucks to maybe, you know, to the playoffs. You know, a lot of hype. He's got Gronk coming with him. And you're just like, yeah, man, I'm going to. Yeah, you got to leave. I'm going to ask you for him to leave. Which I guess is your job, but. He's doing his job. Like, you got to think about that. He is doing his job. You have done it? What I would have done it? No, dude. I would have, like, been like, I would have asked him to hang out. Be like, hey, man, like, trying to bull? Yeah. I, I mean, imagine, imagine seeing like Julio Jones or something like. Imagine seeing like Julio Jones in the park, like by himself, and you're like the cop, and you're just, hey man, you gotta leave. Hey who? No. Nah. Yeah, if he says I did, no, I'm good. So. I'm good. Actually, like props to that guy for doing his job. Like you know, that's Tom Brady. You know, it's the goat. No. You're just like I, I'm sticking to the book, man. Like, <laughs> like. You got to get out of here, dude. Um, get out of here. Well, I saw, was he doing Brady a favor by telling him to leave, dude? Last roast of Corona, you know? Did did the cop – did this cop save the Buck season? Like, you got to – you got to you gotta spin it – yeah, you got you got to spin it this way, man. Like, maybe the, the cop is the reason why the Bucks could be holding up the Lombardi trophy at – at the end of all this. In like three well, years. No, we have three years of this in, in February. Or, that's another thing. Um, did you guys see that where they were talking about how they might have to move the Pro Bowl or they might cancel the Pro Bowl, move the Super Bowl back like they're preparing to yeah, the play? Yeah, I saw that. They're gonna they should just cancel the weeks also. Yeah, they're going to cancel by weeks. They should just cancel the Pro Bowl anyways. Like, dude, that thing's that thing's just terrible to watch. It's so fucking boring. It is. Yeah, we definitely do that. But Brady might do us a favor by just canceling that and views go up, you know, just a little more and be like, oh, well, we're not gonna have the Pro Bowl anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'd be so down for no Pro Bowl. <laughs> I'm with the no Pro Bowl movement. But so Brady gets kicked out and then he walks into the wrong house. Um. But, but like the thing though about this is so if he walks into the wrong house, I'm assuming like he goes into he's like he's in a rich neighborhood or like something you know, 
Well, he he walked into a comedian's house. I was like reading about that today. Like, the first time I heard about, it, I thought he was just like walking into like a normal dude's house. Like he walked in the house of like a millionaire. Uh, oh no, no, it had to have been a rich neighborhood. That's oh, what I'm yeah, saying. yeah. But like, how do you just like get into like? There's no gate. Like this guy doesn't have a gate or like. I don't know. I I got a conspiracy theory just right off the bat. Do low key. What if Tom Brady, spin zone here, yeah, he walked into the wrong house, <laughs> but what if he was looking for his mistress, you know, like oh, maybe ooh. something like that, you know, ooh, like he's – What if he's, he was banging the wife? Yeah, yeah he's banging the wife. I, oh, I did something like that. He was, I mean, dude, what if he was, dude? Like, and then he just like said, "Oh, this is a wrong house. Sorry, I'm new to the neighborhood." <laughs> Likely excuse. He's piping the comedian's wife. I like that spinzel. Very reasonable. Uh, Jake, what's yours? Okay, so if you can see on my screen, Kyle Duggar got drafted number 37 overall to the uh, Patriots. A couple reasons why I think this was cool. Um, he's the highest drafted FCS player of all time. Uh, and I played against him, which when I was in college, which I think is kind of cool. I didn't play, but yeah, he was there. I was there, but he was a fucking beast. Hey, we were both there. Yeah, yeah, we were both in the same area, and so it's crazy. No big deal. You played against a Patriot, so dude, but like yeah. I, I read something like a couple weeks ago about him, like saying he get drafted, but dude, just the thirty seventh overall pick, I. So that just doesn't really – that's kind of crazy if you really think about it. Like, the school that he went to is so fucking small. And that's such a move, though. That yeah, was their first pick exactly. of the draft, too. That's sure. a high-key yeah, pick. They traded out of their first. That yeah, was actually when he, le- when he left and the dog was sitting there, and it looked like he was <laughs> – the dog was making the pick. <laughs> they yeah. picked Kyle Doug. It's like, oh, yeah, the dog picked a D2 guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, when feel- they picked him, I was just like, "Well, he's gonna be a beast, someone like from like a small institution like that, and just, just like-, like Malcolm Butler, Malcolm Butler." Yeah. But, be- but like I've heard about him, like just going through mock drafts and shit. Like he was gonna be a day two guy. It's just crazy that he fell with the Patriots that early. Mhm. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up the stories. We're going to move into the draft. We're going to mellow out. So we talked, we had a podcast after day one, um, which was wild. Day two and day two and three, just as, uh, just as pack filled. Me and Ryan had that YouTube live. Hope you guys tuned into that. Um, that was a fun two hours. Me and Ryan making fun of Jake from for about two hours until he finally, until he was finally picked. Pretty much. Um, but. Gross. Um, but two days, two and three big thing. Uh, I get, my biggest takeaway is LSU was one player away from breaking the record for most, uh, players drafted by a national championship team or probably any team. Um, at 14, Thaddeus Moss, son of Randy Moss did not get drafted. LSU's long snapper was drafted though. Uh, um, so they tied the record. Thaddeus Moss didn't get drafted. But, I- I don't see how he didn't, but the, who knows? That's my. I mean, Charlie Warner out of Georgia got drafted. I didn't think he was supposed to get drafted at all. Yeah, Is that the linebacker? No, no, he's tight end. Tight end. 
Oh yeah, that okay, yeah, I do remember because like I like I saw he got drafted. I'm like, who the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. Tay Crowder was a uh, Mister Relevant. Ryan won fifty dollars on that one. Yeah, no, I won a hundred dollars on that uh, one. Hundred? Still have it? Yeah, I put twenty plus five hundred odds, and I still haven't seen the money yet. But like you know, implications. Implication. It's the implication. Yeah, it's like impl- implication that something could happen. Yeah, so like, but like, yeah, that was a good pick. I was just sitting here. And I was like, you know, I, like I got, I got a good amount of money. Just gonna sit back, just take something. I'm like, you know what? I'm hot right now. I'm feeling linebacker. Linebacker. I remember. I was. We were talking when you did it. I was like, I did it on the. I did it on the live stream. Stream. Yeah. Yeah. I'm see, like, I was wondering when you did it because I, like, I did. You didn't text it, and I was at work. Yeah, no. He uh, said, you think I just pulled it out of my ass be like, oh, yeah, I took that. Well, like, no. No, I was just like, damn, I, I wish you would have said it. Dude, are you That's trying to fucking fight right now, dude? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you fucking liar. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, some other big things from day two and three. I mean, the quarterbacks was a big thing. Jacob Easton going to Colts. Day two, uh, Jalen Hurts went to the Eagles. He was the only quarterback taken in day two. Um, pretty big shocker. And now they're um, – you know, they're talking about two quarterback sets out in Philly. Yeah, that's going to be crazy. Yeah. Actually, the more I think about it, the more I think it was actually kind of a good pick for him. I I, I think Jalen Hurts will be able to can run that system the way that Carson Wentz was a couple years ago. I don't think Wentz is the same guy. You know, I think he's 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 definitely regressed a little bit since his ACL. He he didn't play awful last year, but he's coming down. But he led them to the playoffs. Well, let me well okay. The NFC East was horrible. All right. It is do, what it do is. Do you remember what? what he's spot, like they were prone. in a bad spot, he's and then he he's injury prone. Who's their backup? Yeah, he still they didn't even play in the playoffs. Yeah, they need. He played they a couple plays in playoffs. Yeah, then he okay. didn't. <laughs> I'm just saying. You say he didn't play in the playoffs. He played a couple plays. But like I was listening you to Doug need a solid today. backup, and he's electric. I think Jalen Hurts can do it. The more I think about it, the more my I feel like as a backup, I mean, Carson yeah. gets hurt every year. I just see like Doug Peterson and uh, wants Jalen Hurts and Carson wants the same uh, want, want them on the field at the same time. So like I think he's going to try to implement them like as uh, Taysom Hill. So like he'd be that Swiss Army knife or whatever. But like. I, I'm just like I was never really sold on Jalen Hurts in college. I know he put he was the Heisman runner up this year. It should have been should have been Justin Fields. Like honestly, like like it, that doesn't make any sense. The dude threw one pick up to that point until Clemson makes no sense. But you put Jalen Hurts in the Lincoln Riley offense, okay. Like you put a good college talent in there, anyone's going to be able to produce numbers there. And now you're going to put him in this Eagles. Now, Doug Peters is a great offensive mind. Don't get me wrong. Like, the dude's a mastermind. But, like, I still think if you're going to treat him like that Taysom Hill, then I see the value in the pick. But, like, it just doesn't really, like, speak to your team. Because you're a team that's going to go 9-7, 10-6 in this division. Like, Carson Wentz needs more weapons around him than just Jalen Hurts. Like, if it doesn't work, then you fucking missed out. I don't, mm-hmm. I just I really don't understand it well, to be honest. Here's the thing is when he when he first got drafted, I saw it as like just kind of an exciting like little like, oh wow there's something. But I was listening to I was watching a I've been getting into the NBC pro football talk stuff. I think NBC's got some good guys uh, analyzing. But anyway, 
they had a uh, Doug Peterson on one of the shows today, and he was saying he basically said he was like, listen, uh, you know, to, we went to Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. I got to invest in a backup quarterback. Blah blah. blah. Started thinking of it that way. I was like, you know, what Nick Foles did, you know, win the Super Bowl for him. Um, even though Carson Wentz definitely had the, you know, the year that got him all there. Well, he would have won. He would have won MVP that year if he yeah. won. No, he would have. But still, I mean, I guess when you look at it that way, he's looking at it like, okay, well, Wentz is definitely injury prone. Um, I've I've been able to, you know, work around with a backup quarterback offensively, make stuff happen. Jalen Hurts has a lot more in his bag, um, you know, athletic wise. Nick Foles. Like you guys said, I mean, Doug Peterson's a great offensive mind. I think that was a big thing. I I think it was all Doug Peterson that wanted this pick and over like their GM. I agree. I definitely think it is. I think this has Peterson written all over it. Because, I mean, like Ryan was saying, you can use him as a Swiss Army knife as well as have him as the backup quarterback. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, if he's going to play in that role, man, if he, and if it, like, it doesn't fit for him, like, Taysom Hill is the first guy – that we've really known that's able to do it all like that, blah, blah, blah. Like, if he's not able to do the same thing, it's a waste of a second-round pick where he could have just picked a receiver or something, like maybe an old lineman to help Carson Wentz. Maybe the reason why Carson Wentz is so damn injury-prone because he doesn't have any protection around him or anyone to throw uh, throw the ball to because he's got to hold on the ball for so damn long. You well, know? they drafted Jalen Rieger with their first-round pick. I don't think and, that it should have been Jalen Rieger, but they drafted a receiver with their first-round pick. Yeah, I, they addressed it in need, got a good value there, but like it still should have been Jefferson, I think. Get get the guy from well, SEC yeah, who I has agree. better I numbers. Agree. I think it should have. I think it should have been him. But I mean, I'm they, just saying, like if if, if they draft for that need to give Wentz weapons, I mean, they address that. It, it, like I would not be surprised if we're sitting here s- sitting like three quarters in the season and we're like Carson Wentz is carrying the team on his back again. And it's like, well, he has no weapons. The team's decimated. I'm like, well, you could have drafted a couple of receivers this draft. Like you, like you could have like branched out. You could have got a guy on day two, so much more value. And Jalen Hurts is just sitting there on the sideline. Like injuries are a freak thing. And I understand that he's been injury prone. He's gotten, but like the injury he sustained against the Seahawks in the playoffs. Love Clowney, huge Clowney guy, kind of a dirty hit. And it sucks because I think the Eagles win that game if they had wins. And, it, like, it just I, – I just don't understand, like, if you have your franchise quarterback – if you have your franchise quarterback, you got your guy, then why don't you put the weapons around him, draft the weapons? Like, you're just going to take this – also, this is with me just not liking Jalen Hurts. I, I just don't think he's going to be anything. I just think it was a stupid pick. I don't know. He's definitely one of those guys for me that I just like he's so like I see there's like a lot of like I tweeted it from the account. I see there's a lot of like exciting potential. I could definitely see it all just like being like, nah, like it's really nothing. It's not really yeah. ever happening. Nothing yeah, really like happen. I could I definitely see like like if he gets into a game, like I want to watch it. You know what I mean? Like I want to see what happens. Yeah, like, when Jalen feel- Hurts makes his debut, I want to watch that game. Yeah. Like, I'll I watch just, the game. I just don't think he's going to do it. I think. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not saying, like, if I was, you know, I wouldn't have made the pick in the second. I wouldn't have drafted Jalen Hurts. I wouldn't have drafted a quarterback if I was the Eagles. Uh, or it, maybe I wouldn't have drafted – I mean, I just wouldn't have drafted one on, in the second round. But, I mean, I after listening to Doug Peterson today, I kind of understand why. I do, too, what you're saying, though, but I don't know. It's exciting. I do, do, let me ask you this. Do you think Jalen Hurts 
Like, let's say he doesn't get drafted to the Eagles. Do you think he goes on day two or he's back in day three? Dude, that's tough because, like, once – He would have last day two guy. Just once they start, but once you start falling, like if you could get past the third round, I mean, you, we saw it with Eason, we saw it with Fromm. I mean, there was like a better chance of them getting picked in a third, and then like they don't, and then it yeah. keeps sliding, and keeps sliding, keeps sliding. I mean, the whole thing with the Eason falling back, I think teams were kind of skeptical on. It's just like, well, of course, like he he can't close out the game, like you saw that this year we're watching and just like yeah. limited playing time. Like, yeah. He did play like, he played like 20 something games, a handful of games. Mm-hmm. I still think Jalen hurts would have been a day two guy because he played for four years, pretty much the starter for, for like a good bit, maybe not his junior year when Tua took over, but like he had the track record. He was a Heisman runner up. Like a team would have took a shot, whether it be later in the second round or in the third round. I think he still would have went in day two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good chance. Yeah, no, what you said, what you said about Jacob Eason, as I was listening today, uh, another thing is Mel Kiper was talking about Jacob Eason, and he was like, "What you said, what he can't close." He said, "Like if you watch him in the first quarter, he's a first round pick. You watch him in the second quarter, he's a first round pick. You watch him in the third quarter, mid round pick. You watch him in the fourth quarter, he's not really a pick at all." So yeah, it's crazy. Tough. I that's like, tough. like I haven't really seen it at all because like. I just like I go after dark, yeah. Yeah, because like I mean, Pac-12, they're playing at ten o'clock, and by that time, I'm like coming back from tailgate, and I'm yammed, and I'm passing out, anyways. <laughs> but like, I mean, also you got to think like, does he have the best like weapons at Washington, whatever? Listen, I I said that Jacob Eason, I would take a Jacob Eason over Jalen Hurts. I, I've said that before. I, I picked J, you know, Jacob Beeson to go in the second round. He didn't even go. He fell the fourth, but it's fine. Like at the end of the day, I'll say this: Jacob Beeson will have a better NFL career than Jalen Hurts. Get chance of that. Yeah, I mean, dude, Jaylen, well, Jacob Beeson's in such a good spot too. Like the incredible spot. That's exactly what I was about to say. I mean, Jalen Hurts is in a good spot too. They're both in good spots. Like Jacob well, Eason looks like he could be the starter next year or two years from now, whenever they get well, rid I of Philip Rivers. I think the whole Rivers. idea with that is to have Philip Rivers be the quarterback this entire season, and maybe next year. But like they will evaluate that depending on how this season goes. But they don't want Eason taking a snap this year, which I think that's pretty smart. Keep him value it. Let him just learn the offense, learn from Philip Rivers. I mean, say what you will about Philip Rivers. I mean, he's never won a Super Bowl, but he's had a very successful career. Uh, lots of numbers, but I mean, last couple of years has been pretty brutal, especially in the fourth quarter. He's thrown, speaking of Eason throwing all the interception in the fourth, Phillip Rivers is really good for an interception in the fourth quarter. So it's always during clutch time too with Phillip Rivers. Yeah. Like you need a lead on that drive. Like you saw it last year a lot. Like he just like, maybe that's just age, like tearing down where like he doesn't have the arm strength, like he had like in the years before. So like, I mean, yeah, Jacob Eason is probably in a better spot. He can learn from the vet, learn from someone who's been in the league for over 15-something years. But, like, I mean, the Jalen Hurts draft, I still just don't understand. So, let's start talking about, I guess, teams overall. I mean, who? Let's like, talk about we, the Packers. Oh, talk, yeah. I mean, we <laughs> talk about teams. I mean, we talk about the Packers. So, everybody knows I have it on day one. I mean, just an absurd pick of – Jordan Love, I mean, 
the more and more I think about it, like there's just not a lot of logic behind it. And then they go, they don't draft a wide, and in the second round they draft a running back. Yeah, they draft AJ yeah. Dillon. That made no sense. They go the whole draft without drafting a wide receiver. They go the whole draft without drafting a wide. Yeah, receiver. their first two rounds they drafted a second string quarterback and a third string running back. Like. What are you doing? Like, I can understand the quarterback pick because, like, you can look at, like, you can can still make the playoffs with with your first-round pick being a a quarterback, like a second-string guy. Like, look at the Chiefs when they took um, Patrick Mahomes in the top ten. They still made it to the playoffs with Alex Smith that next year, you know, just grooming him. And I know everybody's saying, like, Jordan Love has the same capabilities as Patrick Mahomes. I'm still he not buying into that. I, 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 I'm not saying he, he does either. Like, I, I'm not buying into that bullshit, dude. I think there's only one Patrick right. Mahomes in this earth, and it's Patrick Mahomes. Like, yeah, you might play, like, similar, like, have the same instincts as him, but, like, you're not him, you know? You're not him. So, like, I didn't like Jordan Love, didn't like that draft. A.J. Dillon made no sense to me. Like, you only have a few years left from the Aaron Rodgers. This is my big deal. Like how long? How much longer can Aaron Rodgers play in the league? Probably like four to five years. Yeah, like so four to five years. Okay, with the like productive, like really productive. Yeah. So I feel like, but I feel like at this point, like yeah, he has forty five years left. But dude, once his contract's up with the Packers, he's gone. Yeah, no, he's done. He's done. Yeah, unless like I mean, with the new. New way the NFL is where like they protect the quarterbacks as much as they do. They don't get hit. You're able to see someone like Brady who take care of his body, doesn't get hit that much, and he's still able to play after the mm-hmm. age of 40. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers loves the game as much as Brady who would extend his play and go play for another team. But if he did, like I could see that happening. So that's why I give him like four to five years. But like I still just don't love the pick. Like it – I, I just don't think Jordan Love is the next Patrick Mahomes. No, definitely. And uh, add on top of that, like I saw some the Packers the last 15 years since Aaron Aaron Rodgers was drafted, that was the last time that they have drafted a skill position offensive player until they drafted Jordan Love. 15 years later. Well, first off, it's crazy. It's been 15 years since Aaron Rodgers been drafted, but yeah. like that isn't that just insane that. The 15 years that they've had Aaron Rodgers, granted the first couple, they also had uh, Brett Favre. But since then, they've never just decided to go get a dominant first-round talent receiver or tight end or whatever. I mean, I guess it hasn't been oh, many well, like, round tight ends, but they just – they've never done it. Throughout the 15 years, I mean, not one time did they take a chance on a high-talent a high offensive uh, guy. That's a good point because like that's crazy because like dude Brady never had a like Belichick never drafted a receiver under Brady's well, tenure. Well, he went and got Randy until, Moss at one point. And, yeah, there was like it, but just talking about the draft since you're bringing up the draft, not talking about like who he got. Just yeah. saying like from the draft, the first receiver he took in the first round was last year for Brady, that guy from Arizona State. And mm-hmm. you, you saw he played, like, what, three games? Like, it didn't <laughs> matter. Yeah. It's just yeah. crazy, you know? Like, you, I mean, like, it worked out for Brady and Belichick. Like, clearly they had a different plan. But I'm just saying, like, if you're in the back end of 
Aaron Rodgers' career. You have a good defense. You got a good team. Like you might want to build around them so you're like able to contend. You're a 13-3 team. Why are you taking a second-string quarterback and a third-string running back in the second round? Makes no sense. Well, think about at the Aaron Rodgers' career and Brett Favre's career side by side. Like how incredible Brett Favre was for his entire career. They drafted Aaron Rodgers. And how incredible Aaron Rodgers has been for his entire career. And they only got one Lombardi Trophy apiece. Like those, like, oh, I mean, dude, I, how long ago has it been since Brett Favre? Like when he first started for Green Bay. I mean, shit, it's been like a thirty years. 30 years like, yeah. like, gap. It's and been he, a minute. Two of the greatest quarterbacks ever. He retired, and yeah. he got, and he got two. Yeah, Stop. I mean, it's just, I mean, yeah, I mean, everyone knows the Packers are bad. I mean, that's just. A oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but so let's let's move around the league. Let's, let's hit the Falcons real quick, and then we'll start talking about some other teams. So the Falcons only had six picks um, in this year's draft. Um, obviously, right now they took AJ Terrell. We talked about it on the last show, day two and uh, day three. I think they got some <clears throat> some good, you know, some good some good picks here. I really like the Marlon Davidson pick. Um, I love seeing all that stuff on. Twitter, it's literally like drafting. It's like if Marlon Davidson and Tack, like when they meet, they gotta be boys. You know what I mean? Like they're they're both yeah. like, oh yeah, get after that QB. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then you know we address the need with the center out of Temple, um, Fresno State linebacker. I mean, I just love drafting linebackers. I always you know love welcoming a new linebacker to safety out of California. I keep seeing the one-handed catch highlight. Um, yeah, and then we draft a kicker. So, um, I guess young Huku isn't getting a job done because we're drafting kickers. But <laughs> other than, I mean, I like, so but I like, I like what we did on day two and three. It, Mel well, Piper well, I, does think, I think Marlon, I think Marlon Davidson's my favorite pick out of the entire draft. And I think AJ Terrell is going to be good, but dude, Marlon Davidson is yeah. a beast. Like, mm-hmm. If, especially at 47, I mean, I I like it. And Matt Hennessy, another pick you were just talking about, is athletic as hell. Like he he was playing center at Temple, but they were pulling him like he was a guard, and yeah. he was quick. I mean, we get out of there and he could buck. I mean, it wasn't like he's some of these linemen are really quick pulling. They'll get there and then they'll just get stonewalled. He was getting there and he was able to drive. He his film looked really good. I'm I'm excited for okay. Hennessy, especially. Think I think they said they want him playing left guard this year, so. To go with the two picks in the first round we had last year, add him, uh, got Schrader and got uh, Alex Mack. I think that's a pretty solid line. I loved our I, I loved our draft. Okay, we had needs. We fulfilled those needs with good value. I thought Marlon Davidson is a great pick. He got kind of overshadowed over there by Derrick Brown. You know, Derrick Brown was the man on that D line. You bring over Marlon Davidson, a guy that led this Auburn D line. That's always no joke that in sacks and and I'm pretty sure in tackle for losses too what I saw and like this guy like Marlon Davidson can line up in the end he can line up inside it doesn't even matter he's a versatile guy that'll bring great value to this team that's also that's just my favorite Falcons pick just because there's a lot of huge um positive things that could come out with this pick the linebacker for Fresno State love him Looks like good athletic build. He's a little little small. He's only 230 pounds, but like the way the NFL is going, like you want that athletic um, 
mm-hmm. linebacker can control all the grounds. And I was telling uh, Garrison during our live show, like, well, I was just reading off. Apparently, like people from Fresno State just saying about him that he was a good pick is that like once he hits you, you're not breaking that tackle. He doesn't miss a tackle. And one of the big worries that, especially from the Falcons the past two years, is like they miss tackles. So if you get a guy like this, he's a special teams guy, a rotational guy, come on on off the bench. If he hits you, you're down. Like I'm not going to worry about it. That's good. The safety don't know much on him. Safety was going in and out the whole draft. But love him. See that one-handed catch. I got to love that. Seems like a really good athlete. The kicker, with the kicker, I just think they want to have um, a competition with Jan Kuku mm-hmm. to keep him like keep him on his feet. Just be like, all right, the, like this position is not set in stone for you, Pooh. Like you got to work <laughs> for it. Like, like we got this guy. I don't see this guy really making the team. Maybe like I I don't know if he's a punter too. Maybe no, he's yeah, a he's a, it says he's a punter on. He's a punter on. Sure right here to say he's a kicker. So never mind. He's a punter. My bad. Okay, so he's a punter. All right, so. Sorry. So poop, poop, poo is fine. All right, so we need a punter. You're good. We, we're we good, kid. So we're yeah. good. Bad. Sorry. I, it's just a kicker on here when I looked at it, but yeah, he was definitely a punter. All right. That so, really, that definitely. If Drew, if Drew Pack was listening to that right there, and he was like, they called a punter a kicker. He, he. I remember he was used to get so triggered about that. Dude, the life of a punter, man. Dude, like yeah. that's just what it takes. <laughs> All right, so we talked about the Falcons. We get, I mean, so what are some other teams that you guys really? I mean, what what teams did you really think just nailed this draft? Oh, dude, right off the bat, I think Ravens. Oh, I, the Ravens, like, Ravens are a big. Awesome. Team. They they were my biggest winner because like your team, like you didn't have any big departures this season. You lost Hayden Hurst, and I think they lost like one other player. I can't really think about it, but like. You went 14-2 last season. You already saw Kalanis Campbell, so you're good there. Like, clearly you're building to win the Super Bowl this year. You address a need, getting Patrick Queen in the first round, and then after that, it was just basically value. You get J.K. Dobbins, who, like, in that new in that system with Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram, mm-hmm. are, like, would it be a fool's bet to take J.K. Dobbins as the offensive rookie of the year? I mean, like, I think he might be one of the he gets by for him. Like, I think yeah, the he's line gets so many carries. Yeah, I, I think the lo- uh, line today that I was looking at it on Duck, it was like plus like eight hundred plus a thousand somewhere in that range. I'm like, dude, I will bet like twenty dollars on that right now because like just like you got to look at the system guys. You know, like another good guy would be like Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but like he was at less value than JK. I think JK could easily do that. They get the defensive tackle. Also, uh, Justin, uh, mad. What is it? Madubiki? It, it's some weird ass name, but he's a D tackle at a and M. He was really good. Uh, the Falcons were slotted to get him on some mock drafts and I really wish he would, but like he fell. So that that's just a good value pick right there. They got a couple receivers and Devin, Dunveray, guy from Texas, speed guy, really good. And like also my just favorite pick in the draft for them in the sixth round falling was James Proche. He was a receiver at SMU, led the NCAA last year and receiving like in in catches and everything. Like 
you get a guy like that in the sixth round in an easy system where he can excel at, like Hollywood's got some buddies now. Like they're they're ready to fucking go. I can tell yeah, you that. No, the Ravens killed it. For me, I mean, it's another big brand team. I mean, I think the Cowboys. Like I don't know how it's yeah. gonna perform on the field. You know, because obviously they had that problem last year. But I mean, I thought they killed the draft. I mean, CD Lamb. First of all, CD Lamb sliding them at seventeen was wild. That I mean, how that happened, I don't even know. But uh, well, I know it's because John Green won Henry Ruggs over Jerry Judy and CD Lamb. But um, I mean, so then you get Trevon Diggs. Now he was sliding on some boards. I still think you get good value though, though, out of the fifty-first. I mean, fifty-first overall pick. Um, and then they were addressed, they addressed their D line. I mean, that the guy at Utah, when me and Ryan kept talking about oh. on the live stream. Oh yeah. Bradley, uh, Ane. <laughs> Ane, yeah. I mean, they get him in the fifth round and he, I mean, he was supposed to be like a top hundred pick. Um, he huge falls value there. Fifth That's round. Huge. Um, I mean, and they get a center, they draft a center after one retires, they get another corner. Um, out of Tulsa in the fourth round. So, I mean, they really, I mean, they really set themselves up nice. Um, I just think, you know, that we already knew this team had a lot of talent. Um, they, they're keeping a lot of talent and, um, they're, they really don't have many holes to hide in that cornerback position after losing Byron Jones, um, and a little bit of that D line. And I think they really got really good value with Trevon Diggs, um, in the second round and adding Bradley and and Neville Gellimore, um dt out of oklahoma i mean i think they really feel what they needed to do and they're gonna have an exciting team to put on the field and i think the cowboys i mean jerry jones did it i think he got a he had a pretty good draft the team's mike mccarthy's got to do something jason carrot can't couldn't do and you know get it to the playoffs and win a game but look good on paper yeah i totally agree with you like the cowboys on my list were the second best biggest winners during the draft day and like also like I mean they lose their center which is a huge piece but they draft a guy I think it was out like of the fifth round out of fifth Wisconsin round. yeah Tyler Biadas I mean and this I want to say I mean it's Wisconsin a Wisconsin lineman I mean dude those are that, they pound the football I mean so yeah I understand like he has some health issues but this was a guy that was all Big Ten like all like he was all American last year too like. He can play. If he stays healthy, he can play. And that is just – get someone in the fifth round like that is huge. I'm just excited to see what CD can do in that offense, see if Dak, Dak can get him the ball. Hey, like him, Gallup, and Amari Cooper. I just feel like CD Lane looks so nice in a cap uniform. Yeah. Like, y'all see that, speaking of CD Lane, did y'all see that video of him – yeah, answering the phone, and he was on his other phone, and his girlfriend yeah. tried to take it. Yeah. He's like, I mean, no. did, he did. Yeah. Who well, did? Well, obviously, he didn't see that Tom Brady broke into a house. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly, he just wanted some, wanted some wanted uh, some top. Wanted some pude. All right, Jake, who you got as the big winners? Who you got? Um. Well, dude, I had the Ravens and I had the Cowboys, so I'm a little um, sidetracking here. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Obviously, the number one overall pick, Joe Burrows. I like the Bengals draft. At the top of everybody's, uh, everybody's draft boards everywhere, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow. So, obviously, yeah, you got that one. You're not out of the park. The second round, getting T. Higgins, especially in this this draft of receivers, how talented it is. 
in any other year, T. Higgins is going in the first round. He's going to be one of the top receivers taken. But yeah. in a draft yeah. like this, when it's so deep, T. Higgins slides, you're able to grab him in the, in the second. Now, think about their offense now with T. Higgins. A.J. Green comes back and plays next year. Joe Mixon, they got Tyler Eifert. Um, no, uh, they don't have Tyler Eifert. He leave. Okay, well, I'm just kind of talking off the head. Um, what's the guy from TCA? They uh, John Ross. He can't stay healthy, but if he stays healthy, yeah, they have Tyler. Ass. They have Boyd. They have Tyler Boyd. Yeah, Tyler Boyd. Too. One of my fantasy guys. Oh no, they got they got some. Uh, yeah, he's one of my fantasy guys too. Uh, he, they have John. They got some Ross. weapons now. Yeah, yeah like, John Ross. They got four receivers that'd be ready. Oh, so can AJ Green, but yeah. they got some guys. If that if that set can stay healthy and be good, like Joe Burrow's got four great, four good receivers. One that's great with AJ Green, and then you get Joe Mixon, who's a underdog of a running back, you know. And they get that left tackle they drafted a, a year ago, who was hurt all year. They get him back, like. Dude, like they could bang this thing out. They're putting Joe a lot Burns, of talent. Guy, yeah, I mean, like ever Joe since, Burrow, like is coming into a good spot. Definitely. And since T. Higgins all the way down, they drafted all defense until they drafted a tackle out of Kansas. But every, but all the other picks were going to their defense. And Bengals defense last year wasn't terrible, and they were getting just every single one of their picks. Like I'm looking at the the CBS grade and the lowest pick that they had was a B minus is like what was rated by the CBS people. So they really, they banged all of their, all of their, uh, their holes. That's what she said. <laughs> nice. 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 Yeah. Dude. Like I, I really like, I, I like Bengals are going to be that one team on Madden next year that I play with just because I want to play yeah. Burrow, but like they do have a lot of weapons, man. Like, I feel like T. Higgins is like, I mean, he's sitting there. You pick him, pick 33 right there. First day off the board. I was kind of shocked he did go in the first round. I could see a team take him in the first round. Because yeah, he, he has so he much in the first round outside. But I, 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 just, I could see why he slipped in the second round like that. It's not simply like the first pick off, pick off, like the second round. like it. But, like, he is kind of raw. Like, he is raw. Like, you can kind of see him, like... It's gone now, He's not as, like, good as, like, Jerry Judy, like, route running or something like that. Like, catch. you're taking a shot on him. Love the pick. I think he'll be good. But if people want to bash A.J. Terrell in the championship game, I'm going to bash on T. Higgins even a little bit here. He got shut down, dude. He got yeah. shut down. He got manhandled. Oh, no, no, and no. That's what I'm saying. When he, our, he got raw, he's a little raw. One of our, uh, I mean, one of our TRP, uh, you know, co-analyst, uh, Penland, Thomas Penland, I mean, he tweeted something today from his account saying, I mean, like, are we, are we really going to act like, you know, are we really going to get shit on AJ Terrell? Like, like, like LSU wasn't doing that to every single defender that played them all year. Like, That's you know, what like, okay, like, like, you know, like LSU played great defenses all year. Like they played Bama, they played Florida, they yeah. played Georgia. You know, and they were doing it they to look. Yeah, can we look up Trayvon Diggs stats like against LSU? Because <laughs> if I remember that game, I know like maybe like when you look at the scoreboard, people say it was close. Like it was only like a one score game. It was no, not. It, was. it literally it was. was not. Like yeah. LSU blew them the fuck out. Yeah, and no. I want to see Trayvon Diggs stats. Third quarter, but 
that was just like like literally they ran up against a team who was just like that LSU team was the team like a top five team in college football history they will easily be in that discussion so I'm not going to knock out JJ Terrell. How many touchdowns did Justin Jefferson have in the game against Oklahoma? I know he had at least four. Oh, my God. I'm just trying to think he may have for like six or eight touchdowns in the first half. I was there. Yeah, I, I was there. He threw seven touchdowns in the first half, I'm pretty sure. Like, dude, like what, I, I, like, what else are you going to fucking do? Like, <laughs> that, like, that was, like, LSU was that year, last year, that was just a clear cutout. A team of destiny, just a high rolling offense for the defense. Come draft yeah, just fourteen like, draft picks, and like you're giving me a negative on a guy because they got beat by the national championship team. Well, like, dude, like by another guy that just got drafted. Like, yeah, like okay, <laughs> good point, man. That they just beat everybody out, and that he's still a first round talent. So, like, I get that because some of my friends here are Falcons. They say Falcons fans. No, but <laughs> like I'm, I'm sorry if they listen to this. Like I, I'm, there's a lot of fake fans out there, and like uh, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Like out of my friends here, I'm a bigger Falcon fan than you. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. You don't clearly <laughs> shut them up. So they're Is that just the like dude he wanted us to take uh, Jerry Judy. Yeah, one of those take Jerry Judy. I I would have fucking drove that night, yammed all the way to fucking Thomas Dimitrov's house and beat the fuck out of him, dude. Uh, yeah. if we took took him. But anyways, like we were playing poker the other night, and he's just saying like, yeah, <laughs> uh, dude, like I, I I seen AJ Terrell's highlights, dude. You got lit up in the national championship. I'm like, dude. LSU lit up everybody. Ask your boy Trayvon Diggs. He probably got lit up by Jamar Chase every time. Like, I just look at it. And he's like, well, I get that. I just don't think, like, he has a problem with the penalties and, like, he can't tackle as well. I'm like, dude, I forgot that we don't have a defensive coordinator named Raheem Morris where, like, yeah, you, you the p- purpose of your job is to coach up your fucking players. <laughs> it's like, I think some fans just think we just pick players and it's just like, all right, well, like, you can't really, like, expand from where you just got picked. you just, like, the college player you were. Like, once you get in the NFL, dude, you still get goddamn coaching, discipline, <laughs> all these key things that roll into making you a good player. That is my rant. That is my rant. I, I'm sorry. I've been holding that in for so long. You got to say to people who talk about him in the national championship this year, talk about him in the national championship the year before when he played Bama and he called that pick six and pick shut him down. Yeah. He played awesome. Yeah. He played awesome. That was the night that A.J. Terrell played against the two quarterbacks that went one-two in the draft. Okay, he's seen some shit. He's played a lot of games. He's he's seasoned. He's ready to go. It's yeah. a good pick. It's a good pick. All right. I promise you right now he will be a good pick. All right, I let's do Blue so. All right, let's uh let's move on. Last segment, we got the hot take segment. I'm gonna start this one out. Uh, I meant to talk about this at the beginning of the show, and I forgot. I told Ryan in the pre-show. Um, Aaron Gordon dropped a diss track today on Dwayne Wade called 9 out of 10. And I just want to read off some lyrics here real quick before I get to my hot take. I mean, this is this is the best line in the song right here. 
um, saw you in the hallway. You say, Youngin, put on a show. Didn't know that's the code for you about to get rolled. Even Adam Silver told me I deserved the gold. Didn't get the trophy, but I got something to hold. These nuts. Oh, man. Oh, and his real name's Clarence. Oh, oh God. He ended it with these nuts. Oh, my God. He ended up, dude, this, honestly, if you haven't listened to it, you should. Uh, I mean, he kind of he does go off. He's got some banging. I mean, dude, hold on. There was another one. Um, oh, listen to this one. Um, he talks about jumping over. Uh, taco. He talks about it. Oh my god, he says like... Talks about Taco? Yeah, he talks about how he jumps over Taco. Oh, Taco Fall. Right after these nuts, he goes, forgive me, bro, I won't sell my soul. Big chillin', paint me as a villain, and I jumped over the biggest dude in the building. Oh! Oh. Dude, that shit is cold! (laughs) (laughs) So, my is you that Dwayne from school? Dwayne Wade hits up a Miami rapper or something, gets a producer or something, and Dwayne Wade's gonna come back firing, and it's gonna be absolute trash. No, dude, I I, I love D Wade. D Wade is gonna get like he's gonna call up Metro Boomin. He definitely knows Metro Boomin. He's like, dude, <laughs> Metro Boomin wants some mod. And he's gonna play some. He's gonna get that dope ass beat. He's gonna he's gonna have a Ghost Rider. No, yeah, like, no chance. Rider, probably, he's getting a Ghost Rider. Well, but, Aaron like, Gordon he's gonna, probably like, Ghost Rider that. Nah, dude, that doesn't sound like no. a Ghost Rider. That that was true. That Aaron was true Gordon to the soul. That. He wanted yeah. that. He like wanted that bag, and he found that bag. You can kind of <laughs> tell just by the lyrics. Like he wrote that. But like D Wade. If you're listening to this, which like would be hype if you could retweet it or just repost it. But D Wade, you got more money, so get a better producer. Get Metro. Get get Sony Digital. Get someone, you know? Like take key. <laughs> get someone like that. Create a good ass beat. And they get a ghostwriter, man. Drake this shit. Get like get some uh get some lyrics in there and just deliver a nice flow. You win. Yeah, you put more money into it, but the clout is all there. That's what you want. D-Wade. If it hits, it's a hit, then, like, you have a career after basketball. You could be a rapper. You already got the nickname D-Wade. That's a sick sick rapper name. Come on. (laughs) Is it not? That's a pretty good one. I mean, it's it's better than jet lag. Yo, you... Uh, uh, oh, you try, you capping right now, bro? <laughs> oh, I'm capping, bro. I'm well, it's capping. AR with the scope, so like you what might is... want fact check. All right, what? Somebody else give me their hot take. Uh, my hot take is um, how do I want to say this? Uh, well, it's North Korea democracy because if Kim Jong Un dies, uh, I saw a bunch of dudes just really simping for Kim Yo Jong, the sister, uh, Kim Jong Un's sister. Yeah. A lot of dudes that the day after were posting some little little screenious stuff about Kim Jong Un's sister. He's probably a Think about we're probably going to be a pretty horrible person. I mean, if it's anything like the last like six, 
But it was that cute picture of her running across the road with like a piece of toast in her mouth, and people are like, oh, "Yeah, <laughs> Kim Kim Yo Jong, we got it." Uh, <laughs> no, dude, too, many I, people, too many people simping for a dictator. <laughs> yeah. This is what we come to during quarantine times. We're simping for dictators. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I saw I saw a picture of that chick of Kim Jong Un's. Like, what is her sister, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, like I saw like a picture of her, dude. I think she would be fucking horrifying. Like yeah, the picture I just scary. saw. Yeah, just had, she had no just smile like on her face. Yeah, she was just like kind of looking out to like space and just staring, and I'm like, oh my god, like she just looks like she wants to kill people. So like, dude, like I don't want her. <laughs> like. Well, I don't want her. Like, I'm not in the country, so I won't have her. But, like, just saying, like, for, like, people saying with the North Korea, American, like, nuclear shit, like, I don't want her. Like, I, I honestly, I don't know what to hope for over there. I don't know what the fuck's going on over there. Like, we don't even know. Like, the people don't even know what computers are over there. Do they even know Kim Jong-un is dead? Like, who knows? It's North fucking Korea. What do you feel about? I mean, I'm with the movement. I'm with it. I don't want her either. I don't want her either. No, F that. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Give me North Korean. Just give me some random guy off the street who knows what the streets are like for the people. You know, we've changed from dictator to, you know, Lovinator, something like that. No, yeah. give Dennis Rodman. <laughs> no dick. Dennis Rodman. Oh, oh, maybe like a pussy-nator. You know what I mean? Like no dictator, pussy-nator. Maybe that's happens when a sister becomes the person, that she becomes the pussy-nator. There you go. Oh, okay. Spin zone. Could happen. <laughs> All right, Ryan, hit us with your I'll take. Hot take, it's about myself. Just want to stay at home here. Um, Hot take is that I might be a professional golf player. I might might be, dude. Like, I I like – today I made a birdie, second birdie of my life. It was really hype. And I made, like, three or four pars, had a good day on the links. And I'm starting to build some confidence now. I played 27 holes and probably, like – 30 something hours now and it's carrying it's going and i'm playing well and i'm thinking right now maybe if i turn those turns turn in that one to a few pars that i have a day into consistent i could be playing on the tour in three to four years hot take i'm I'm playing on the tour in five years (laughs) that is the hottest of the takes you doubt me i believe you all right, well, I I, if I make it big, then I, I'm giving some of my money to Jake, and then you're just going to be sitting over there. Be well, like, I, just need, I just I need a beggar. I'll be like, remember when you said this is the hottest it takes, and I'm fucking, like, dapping up Tiger Woods, like, fish bumping Phil Mickelson over there. Let your haters be your motivators. Bro. I mean, you bet on – you've had a good weekend betting, so, you know. You might I'm be on fire right now. It doesn't matter. So, all right. So that'll uh, wrap up this this edition of the Out of Play podcast. Uh, Ryan, Jake, before we uh, head out, you guys got any last words? 
Uh, I wrote my first article. Go read it. It's pretty sick. Is your background Kim Jong-un? <laughs> like, yeah. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> Kim Jong-un and Kim Jong-un, bro. <laughs> I tried, to, I tried to make it the picture of her with the toast in her mouth, but it wouldn't work. Correct. I don't know why it wouldn't, but... <laughs> Maybe uh, we should start shipping off toast now that she's eating toast. We just no. we don't put bread in the toaster. We just eat bread. That's true. If we don't toast, cancel toast. Microwave the bread. Yeah, we cancel toast now that she's eating it. We cancel. We're just strictly just bread. bread. Strictly bread. Strictly bread. If you want bread, just get that flappy piece of shit out of the fucking wrapping paper and just eat that. Yep. Even the end pieces. Yeah, you're eating them, people. <laughs> All right. For Out of Play, for Ryan, for Jake, I'm Garrison. Signing out. Peace. Ben.